Welcome to the Swim Swim Podcast. I'm today's host, Coleman Hodges, and joining us today, we have 200 freestyle extraordinaire uh, of, of Australia coming to us today from Tasmania. We get to pick the brain and get the backstory of Mr. Max Giuliani. Max, how's it going? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk to you. There's there's been a lot of hype uh, around your name for the past few months. So much so that Swim Swam wrote an article titled "Who is Maximilian Giuliani of Australia?" Uh, because really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> because we didn't know uh, until a few months ago. But you've you've had quite the season. Uh, you swam specifically. You swam the 200 free at Aussie Trials. Um, just missing a team, but then you come to the U S pro championships at the end of last summer, you win there, you go a huge PB of one forty six two, and then you go to the world cup, you get, you, you go a little faster, one forty six one, And then I don't even know what, oh, and then you go to the Queensland championships, uh, just last week and you swim a massive one forty four seven approaching ian thorpe's legendary australian record so it seems like it's been kind of a whirlwind season for you uh i'm gonna ask a question here in a sec i promise but <laughs> yeah. uh so just to give our listeners some context into the last few months that you've had um so let's start with with aussie trials in june were they in june yeah june, june. okay um, you know, heading into that meet, how are you feeling, um, just with the training you'd put in with your confidence and, and, uh, did you specifically have that goal of making the world's team? I mean, absolutely. I had that goal. Um, I fell short, unfortunately, I, I didn't back in the work enough going into to trials, which I think is definitely a big difference with me now. Like I back myself wholeheartedly to, to get up and lift and do what I need to do to come out on top, hopefully. Um, and it was my first sort of proper taper. So I'd never been in the hole before. I get really deep in the hole. Like I just can't swim even up to sort of like the morning before. Like I go max 100 and I go 105. Like I just cannot swim. And I hadn't experienced that before. And I kind of psyched myself out a bit. Tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, I mean, you, how, how old are you, Max? I'm 20. 20. Okay. So, and tell, let's start at the beginning. You know, how, how long have you been swimming? You said it was your first proper taper. So I've been in Tassie my whole life. Um, so I swam competitively down here from sort of 11 until, uh, how old was I? When did I move? 18, 19. I've been on the Gold Coast about 14 months now. Um, and yeah, down here was doing a lot of, lot of different work um, to what I am now and kind of hadn't had that big sort of three-week taper that um, Rich gives us. Um, and you had never just felt the the hole like I, like I had I'm pretty good in it now um, going to World Cups definitely helped me a lot I was in the hole pretty deep there as well but um, yeah the people around me the the older athletes really kind of gave me some advice and yeah I took it on board and yeah flying now what what prompted that move from Tasmania to the Gold Coast yeah so my old coach Paul um, got a gig at Miami um, and it was kind of make or break for me it was either I stay here I swim don't do a good job of it and I 
go be a tradie, go be like an electrician or a plumber, or I move to the Gold Coast and I give it one like final really good crack, like put put all my eggs in one basket and see what happens. Um, so the first two months of that move were like really tough. I was hating it, like just wanted to go home, homesick. It was just a big adjustment to adult life and being away from my friends and my family. I'm very like friend focused kind of guy. Um, down here, I was seeing my mates almost every single day and then to go to the Goldie where I had no one, it was just very, very different. Absolutely. Um, can you, can you tell me a little bit more about that? You know, how, how was it different aside from obviously having your social group with, which you're talking to a fellow friend guy, you know, I, I, I put a lot of merit and a lot of my eggs in that, in, in my friend group basket, um, for sure. But, you know, aside from not having that support system, um, how, how was your daily life different than, than back home in Tassie? The training was a lot different. I mean, I loved, I loved the training. Um, always, I love, love the hard work, love all that kind of stuff. It was just during the day, like I'd get home and just be like, oh, this, this sucks. I'm missing this. I'm missing that. Like, this is better at home. Um, when in hindsight, it wasn't better than at home, but I was kind of convincing myself that it was. Um, and yeah, I kind of gave myself like two months. I was sat with my folks and I was like, all right, like, uh, two months. And if I like it, I'll stay. If I don't like it, I'll come home. Um, and yeah, kind of went on a training camp, uh, sort of a month and a half in, and that really sort of shifted it for me. Kind of got close with the other swimmers, the older guys in the group, like um, Alex Graham and Jenna Strosh um, and Rich, just yeah, forming those bonds. Um, once that kind of happened, I was, uh, I was sweet and I was good to go. Nice. Well, I mean, that, that sounds like a, a big turning point. Um, congrats on, on getting that. And so then <clears throat> can you kind of take us through that's that first season, which I guess you're in your second season now, but that first season, um, how did you end up adjusting to the training? Um, what specifically was different about it? And then, you know, you're, you're, you're going to your first big trials to, to try to make a world's team. How do you handle that pressure once you finally get there? Yeah, so it, with Rich, it was kind of a, a fair bit more volume, um, like a fair bit. I mean, we did heaps and heaps of kick back here. Like every session, we'd do kilometres of effort kick, which has helped me a lot now, but back then it was pretty tough. Um, just more Ks, like the the standard's a lot higher. Like down here, I was kind of by myself from the time I was sort of 12. Um, up there, you've got people like Tiggs and just – everyone wants a spot, everyone's fighting for that spot. And I didn't kind of have that environment down here. It was kind of just me and I could kind of get soft and allow myself back off the pedal a little bit where up there, that's just, it doesn't stand like you're kidding yourself if you're rocking up and you're not ripping in. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was just different. Back here, I was doing a lot of sprint stuff as well. Like Paul and I kind of sat down and agreed that I'd do like six sessions a week. I'd have a big gym focus. So kind of target the, the hundred more. Um, which I did all right while I was down here. I was like 49.6 while I was down here, which is okay. Um, off six swims a week, but I'd kind of go in and just do like a bunch of 100 pace, 25s, like some 35s, some like push 50s, not not a whole lot, nothing compared to what I'm doing now with like the bigger volume, like a lot of 100s, like 200s, just yeah, so much more volume. I'm so much fitter. Hmm. And then uh, again, heading into trials, I mean, you know, you said it was your first big taper. What do you feel like you're going to take away from that taper, that first taper you had going into those trials? 
just that it's okay to, to feel a bit average, even if it is sort of the day before, you just got to trust that process. You got to back the work and you've done. I mean, everyone there, everyone in the groups worked so, so hard. They've put everything on the line. And if you don't back that work, you're kind of never going to succeed. Or if you do, it's quite rare. You just got to fully, fully back it in, believe in yourself and just get up and do it at the end of the day, I think. Absolutely. So then what was the plan always if you were not to make the world's team to go to the U.S. Pro Championships? Absolutely. It was a goal. Um, I thought I was going to make the world's team. I'd put in some like really, really good sets, really, really good work. And I was I was like, yep, I'm on. Like I could see on for relay or something. Unfortunately missed. Um, then originally I wasn't even on the Aussie team, the U.S. team. So I was originally going to England. Um and then I think a couple of swimmers pulled off the Australia A team um, and I got the call up and was just so happy. Yeah, straight back into work. Um, probably did about two and a half, three more weeks of work and then started to taper off again. Um, and it was just just different, like different mentality, different approach. Um, and yeah, just keep my foot on the, on the pedal at all times sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, can you take me through that meet? What did you think of Irvine? Unreal. It was so it was so good. We stayed in Lagana Hills, I think the Hills Hotel. Is that yeah. yeah, yeah. It was sick. It was my first time overseas, first time in America. So it was uh, it was very different. It was very hot, um, but no, it was it was a great time, great experience. Like yeah, awesome, awesome meet. Such a good team as well. Everyone did pretty well, which was great. Everyone kind of lifted and performed, which was unreal. Yeah, and then how how did you feel about your uh, performances there overall? Yeah, I, I was really happy. The morning before that relay, where I got up and went 146.2 off the front, I was swimming like a dog. Like, I was I was so bad, like, missing pace. I think I was going, like, 27 mids, like, 28 for 200 pace in the morning. Like, I'm like, oh, no. Got a massage, then, yeah, switched off, came back in, got into game mode, um, managed to get up and, and do that swim. But, no, it was, it was such a, such a great meet. Heaps of good competition. Um yeah, heaps of stuff I'll take away as well. Some great racing too. It's awesome. You guys all race very, very hard. And there's so much depth in the US as well. There's not a couple of good guys. Everyone's very good, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, again, can you can you tell me a couple of the things you are going to take away from that meet? Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, kind of things you learned as you moved through it? <laughs> Absolutely. So I had a different coach over there um, and she gave me a couple of couple of little tips, which were awesome. Kind of put my head in a bit of, diff- a, bit of a different place. Um like when coming to approach like a 200, how to sort of approach the first 50 and that kind of stuff. Just said some some words that kind of resonated really well with me. Um, what else? Uh, the hard racing, the hard racing. It was hard to get in finals, just yeah, getting being able to get up in the morning and perform no matter what as well, which is very important, especially coming into the Olympics and that kind of stuff. If you're not on in the morning, you're not getting another swim. Absolutely. Did um, just just getting used to the, the the international travel and the time change. How was that for you? Yeah, I wasn't too bad on that one. Like I was, I was pretty much straight on it. I managed to kind of stay up uh, the whole time and did quite well with the jet lag. Sort of by probably day two or three, I was pretty good and ready to go. Um, sort of the the first Monday morning, we we're in the training, like in the pool training. I was like just. Yeah, ready to go. So, so excited to race, which I've got to learn to contain. I just get very, very excited and need to be able to contain that energy from wasting it. Yeah. I mean, in a bit of trouble, I get too pumped up sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, so, so you have a, a great meet at this, um, pro championships and then you, you move on to the world cup. Was, was that always the plan for you or how did that come about? Yeah. So Rich and I had spoke about that, um, like prior to trials, we're like, yeah, we'll do worlds and then we'll do world cups. Um, 
but before the US World Cups wasn't really in the picture. Um, I wouldn't have got a go or anything. I performed at um, at Aussie, which was great. Went home or back here for a couple of weeks just to reset. Swam probably once in the two weeks. Then I was like, all right, we'll do World Cups. We'll go over. We'll have a bit of fun. Just like muck around and race and get some more experience. Um, put in six weeks of pretty good training. Um, and then, yeah, over there with the senior athletes, which was great. It was my first team with like the, the older guys. Uh, I mean, there were some some on Oz A, but not compared to um, World Cups. There's a lot more sort of people that have been on the team for a long time, like Kate and Bronte and like Kaylee and all that kind of stuff, those big names. Um, who have a lot of insight and a lot of knowledge because they've been through it for so, so long and just getting the opportunity to kind of listen and take on advice from them was, was so, so great. But yeah, wasn't expecting to swim super fast to be quite honest. was quite surprised after, uh, after Berlin. I was like, all right, we're on here. Um, so it kind of worked the whole way through. Like we didn't really back off until Budapest. We had like a two day drop taper for, for Budapest, which was good. Um, again, was feeling pretty average the day before in the hole a bit. Um, and then, yeah, day one, managed to get up and throw down a 50 PB, which was really great. Then my 100 was like 48 mid off the front of one of the relays, which was great. And then uh, in the 200, the, my morning was awesome. I was like, right, I'm on. Like, I'm going to do something good tonight and just get up and race against Rapsus, who's so, so good. His underwaters are unreal, which is another big takeaway for me from those meets that my skills need to improve because he was just absolutely dominating me. Like, I was getting smashed. Um but yeah, in that, that final in Budapest, managed to, to get up and get over the top of him. Uh, 145.4, I think I was, which was great. Um, yeah, just, yeah, it's a whirlwind. It's happened so quick. <laughs> I I didn't realize you were 145.4 in, in, uh, at the end of the World Cup. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been a very big season, yeah. <laughs> I was 150 <laughs> point at the start of the season. Last year at Queensland States was my first time under 150, actually. I was like 149. One or two or something. So, oh yeah, my god! Big, big year. <laughs> so you've yeah. dropped six seconds. Yeah, that's congrats. It's moving to rich. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, wow, what a what a move, and what a what a gamble on yourself. You know how how cool is it to like you said you took that shot. Um, you could have stayed home and kind of stayed in your comfort zone, and you left, and now you get to see the the, the dividends pay off, which. Again, just congrats on that. That's great. Thank you so much. It means so much. It wouldn't be possible. Like I've got the best support team around me. Like everyone back here in Tassie supporting me means so, so much. Like I wouldn't be able to do it without them. And Rich, like the coaching staff at Miami, the guys at Rackley that support us as well, funding for our camps and all that kind of stuff. And my psych, John, as well, has been a, a very, very big player. I think he's really helped me make the shift as well. Can you tell me a little bit more about um, your psych? Yeah, just <laughs> the, you know, getting your mental game down yeah so my folks were really kind of on to me about getting a psych for ages and i was like no I was like, no i'm not doing it blah 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 um after nationals in april i was like all right i'll do it um yeah so my old man found john um he used to uh, mentor james magnuson um and some other pretty big names he's a pretty big name in like the the rugby down here as well he's mentored heaps of teams um and just his approach to it is so much different and um, so much better than anyone I've kind of ever worked with. I worked with another one uh, prior to him, but we weren't quite, probably the, the best fit. I mean, unreal psych, but didn't quite mould me. I think you have to shop around for psychs quite a bit. Um, but yeah, managed to get lucky with John and just just 
loving it. Yeah, we're putting in work all the time, really improving that mental game, just backing myself in, believing in myself and keeping it calm and cool when I need to and then lifting when I need to as well. It's yeah, been massive. That's that's really great to hear. Yeah. The I mean, more and more, right? We're just as a I think as worldwide as a society, we're talking more and more about <clears throat> mental health and <coughs> excuse me. In athletics as well. <coughs> the mental side of, of performing at the highest level. Right. So that's good to hear. Absolutely. It's so, so big. Like if you don't have your, your mentality down, um, you, you will get beaten. I think every time over someone that does have it down, like it's such a, such a key part. The training is super important, but the, the mental side of things is also super important. I think. Yeah. Which I, I would say, you know, kind of folds into the training, right? That, that is an aspect of the training at the, I think at this point, um, with where we're at in athletics, but okay. Going back to, uh, your season, the world cups, you know, you, you, like you said, you got to interact with Emma McKeon, Bronte Campbell, Kaylee McEwen. <clears throat> um, are there things you felt like you picked up from them outside of the pool, you know, just being in that world cup circuit, knowing or learning how to carry yourself in a three week travel trip? Um, were there things that, you know, you, or just, you were picking up from the experience in general? Absolutely. Just watching those guys do what they do. And they've been at the top for so, so long. You learn heaps. Um, Jenna Strosh was another one I learned a lot from my teammate. She kind of took me on and mentored me a bit through that trip, but just learning to switch on and switch off and kind of not expend energy too early. Like it was, we were there like a week before we started racing and, Berlin and I was so pumped up and jacked to race and she's like Maxi calm down like we got a, we got a week mate like you got to save this energy so yeah just all that kind of stuff and just like trusting myself again in the hole and that kind of stuff almost psyched myself out again but she was there to really kind of keep me grounded which was great um but but, but yeah those guys are all so so good and kind of take off what it, take on whatever I can from them at any opportunity I get do you have certain things or cues to try to turn yourself on or turn yourself off at, at those moments? You know, like obviously listening to music is a huge one, but I'm always interested in how people are able to, to turn off, right. To kind of get the energy down when, when the racing is over or before it started, when it's too early, how, how do you kind of calm yourself or ground yourself? Just kind of got to remember where we're at, I think. Just remind myself, oh, I've still got X amount of time till I race. Like, I've got to cool it for three or so more days. Um, I've done a bit of meditation stuff as well and, like, breath work. I, I find that quite good, visualisation. Um, and then in marshalling, I'm not really a big music guy. I kind of just sit there and take it in and just think about how much I kind of love it and how lucky I am to be in that position. That's a great perspective to have. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so then yeah, after world cups, can you kind of take me through your fall and what the, the next six to eight weeks looked like leading up to Queensland champs? So got back, took like a, oh, probably three or four days getting back into it. I'm not very good at going to training and like going easy though. I hate it. So I was still kind of ripping in a bit. Um, but yeah, then kind of got into a bit of a quality block. Um, actually, you know, we did a few weeks of like aerobic, like building that base back up. I mean, we were still doing three or four K sessions while we we're away um, for World Cups the whole time. We didn't really take the foot off too much, as I said, but um, yeah, got back some big sets of like descending hundreds and that kind of stuff. A um, bit of pace stuff as well. Um, and then 
kind of a quality block. Went on a camp with um, Rackley, so your Sam Short and your, your Tommy Neal and Meg Harris and all that kind of stuff to Rocky, which was great. Did some big Ks there, threw down some some great sets, which was awesome. Um, then got back a couple more weeks work and then, yeah, interstates, but nothing out of the normal, really. It'd be pretty typical for everyone, I reckon. Pretty similar. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Well, you got Max, Sam Short, Tommy Neal. What are those training sessions like? It's it's great. I, I um Shorty doesn't really he does a two hundred. Um, I wish I could do the four a bit better so I could go with him in training and that kind of stuff. But um, the four is definitely not my forte. Um, but you know, it, it's it's great. Tommy's an animal. Like he's so so good. Um, he's got that speed on demand, and Sam's just got that mentality he's just so tough and so so fit some of the the k's i've seen that bloke throw down the sessions i've seen are unreal like there's no one that could do that anywhere not even come close like yeah he'll do some very big things in the next 12 months i reckon as will tommy and and meg they're all unreal yeah i mean uh i think you know sam short kind of had his coming out party this at, at worlds and we're all kind of like whoa okay yeah. Sam Short is is here, right? I mean, uh, a gold, a silver by hundreds, and then I think a bronze in the mile. Um, yeah, bronze in the fifteen. Yep. Yeah, in the fifteen. So it's like, yeah, he's. Um, I'm excited to see what he can throw down this upcoming season. Would you? Would you? What kind of an athlete would you consider yourself? I mean, are your focus events? 50, 100, 200, or is it mostly 100, 200? Where's your head at in terms of event schedule? Yeah, um, I try to do the 50. I'm not very good at it. Like I can only just go 22 sometimes. So I don't quite have that speed yet. I think once I put together a good one, I'll probably do okay, but nothing compared to the other guys who are on top, like Isaac and Cam. Um, the 100, I think I'm I'm quite capable of doing a good time in. I mean, I went 48.2 in America, which is quite good, but to be relevant on the world stage it'd be 47 low rich says the new 40 the new 47 is 46 so like you've got to you've got to yeah you got to get up um but the 200 is definitely a, a big focus for me it's kind of it kind of fits me quite well i think i don't have a crazy amount of early speed um but my back end has traditionally been been quite good so yeah it, it's it's good for me the two so then um can you take me through your Queensland championships just again, what what you swam and then how you felt like the races went? So day one, we had a couple of relays. I did three or four relays, a couple of fifties, like three down a few twenty twos off the front, which was good. Um then it was day two, which was two hundred day, which was good. I actually stayed with Sam at Queensland Champs. He's one of my really good mates. So we were kind of having a bit of banter um around that. Um good heat. I think I was like forty seven zero which is all right um pretty crazy i was pretty confident going into the night um when i had a big nap massive fetus bag sam loves a big fetus bag we crushed so much pasta his poor mum. she yeah she we ate her out of home um and then yeah into the pool activated good warm-up um and got up and managed to go 145.7 i think i was in the individual which i was quite happy with at the time again i was expecting more like i kind of came into this meet hoping to go 144 from the the sessions i put up in the lead up, I was quite confident that I was going to throw down something good. Um, and then, yeah, fell a bit short in that one, but I was like, all right, that's all right. Got to refocus. We've got a chance in the four, four by two, um, which was on day three, I think. And then, no, day four, even. So, day two was 100 free. Um, 
was a bit off in that one. I was 48.9. My front end speed just wasn't there. I think I was at like 24.1 and back in 24.7 or something. So I basically even split it. Um, we had a good battle with Kai Taylor. He just pit me at the end. But um, yeah, I was pretty pretty happy, like pretty content. Um, switched off, yeah, back home, big sleep. Um, then was going to do the 50 on day four. But Rich is like, no, nah, we'll just give it a miss. Just have it sleep in, come in, like 2K float get some treatment and then uh, focus up for the night, which I did. Um, we exhibition four by two, the boys were trying to get up and break the Australian club record, which is really, really exciting. We talked it up for a fair bit. So like people like Tommy Fraser Holmes were there and he was taking the piss out of us all week being like, oh, you better do it. You've talked the talk. So the pressure was on. Um, some of the boys didn't have the, the week they kind of deserved. They've all worked super hard and they couldn't quite put it together. Um, but everyone managed to lift and throw down good times. We managed to break that record. And I was lucky enough to go 144 off the front, which I was super happy about. And yeah, it would have been awesome to have someone to race on that last 50. I reckon I could have done a bit more. But um, I'm, I'm pretty content with where I'm at now. How do you... How do you feel like you uh, split that race or, or swam that race? What was What was your mentality going into that swim? Yeah, so Rich and I were trying something a bit different in that one, um, which worked quite well. I was quite happy with it. Um, my first 50 was 24.5 maybe, which was which is quite good for me. Um, I think with a bit of a like a proper taper and that kind of stuff, I could be a bit faster. Um, and then I was 6.7 on all the other three splits, which was great. Um, but traditionally, I'm home in like a 6.4, um, and I think I'm capable of coming home a bit quicker than that even. Uh, but to... Uh, pretty much even split. The back 100 was pretty good, like 53.4 is pretty good on the back 100. Um, I think it's just about, for me, it's just trying to drop that back 100 as much as I kind of can. And that front one will just come with a bit of taper and a bit of rest, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, congrats on a great season again. Um, just in terms of the 200 freestyle, we've seen it evolve so much, I feel like, just in the last few years, right? I mean, people... It used to take 144.7 the time you went to win the Olympics and the world championships nearly um, for about five to seven years. And then now all of a sudden we're people, several people are going 144 in season, right? We saw David Popovich go 142. You know, it's like uh, we're, we're seeing that event go faster and faster. For you, what do you think it takes to to, to get yourself into an Olympic final, let's say, or, or just to be competitive with all the other guys who are, who are on that stage right now. Absolutely. A lot more work. That's for sure. Yeah. A lot, a lot of hard work, nothing like that'll come easy. So I'm just going to have to prepare. This is sort of a mental reset for me being down here before I get back up to the Gold Coast and just lock in really, really focus up, put in some, some great training sessions. Um, and just improve in all those zones I kind of can. My skills are, are a big thing for me. Luckily, I've got Alex Graham in my squad who's got some of the best underwaters in the world and just absolutely destroys me every day. So it's good to have someone to chase in that sense. Um, but yeah, skills and just, just more work, I think. More work is always the answer, yeah. Do you think in a 200 freestyle, do you think it's better to go out fast or to, 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 to come home fast? Which what what do you what do you think is a better race style for the two hundred long course freestyle? I mean, for me personally, um, 
I'm a lot better on the on the back end than I kind of am on the front end. Like all those other guys are sort of going out in 50-point low, which I'm hoping to do next year and still have that good back end as well. Um, but, yeah, for me, it's definitely sort of a, a back end event. 51 is all right out, but it's not world-class by any means. My back end is, is getting there, though, absolutely. So, yeah, definitely that back end for me. But, yeah, I suppose people prefer to watch people coming over the top as well. But more entertaining to... Kind of see someone pick everyone off and come over the top and someone go out and fly and die. I think it's a lot better for the viewers. What do you reckon? I agree. I mean, I, I'm always going to love people coming home, you know, like running people down. Absolutely. But, you know, every once in a while you get that race where someone just goes out and then dominates. And that's also fun to watch because of if they're going really fast, you know, you get someone like a Popovich going 142 next to people going 145s and you're just like this is unreal yeah <laughs> um okay here's a here's here's an opinion or a, a question i have what world record do you think will get broken first men's two free or men's eight free uh, eight free ones nuts that's like <laughs> next split it or something didn't he i was talking to sam about yeah. it that's like probably like the craziest world record on the books definitely that two free 142 is it an insane time, but with the way the 200 free is going at the moment, I think that absolutely we can expect to kind of see it go at some point. Um, there's a, a lot, a lot of depth in that event, especially internationally now, like all the boys are lift. I mean, if everyone's kind of in that Olympic final, that high pressure final, someone's going to lift and someone's going to do something good, I reckon. Absolutely. Man, I would love to see it. You know, even if yeah. we, if, if, even if we just start seeing some 143s, right. I mean, that would be really exciting. Cause I think there have only been less than five in history <laughs> or something like that. But absolutely. I reckon <laughs> in the next year we'll start to see a few, everyone I reckon will, will lift yeah, to beat someone like Popovich. You're going to need a 142 every day, if not faster. Right. right. I reckon. <laughs> I mean, I, at, I, at least. <laughs> Feel like it's your coach what your coach said right the the new 144 is 142. <laughs> absolutely absolutely you got to you got to evolve you got to lift yeah you don't want to be left behind yeah so uh where where were you in life and swimming last olympics so for during you know in 2021 so i was still living down here in tassie um kind of wasn't taking it. I mean, I, I thought I was at the time, but I was kind of kidding myself a bit saying I was taking it seriously, but had age nationals, I would have been 17 probably got back from age nationals. I was like, Oh, like I might give it up. Went and did a couple of like apprenticeship trials, got offered some jobs. And I was like, you know what? Nah, like I'll keep going till trials did trials. Um, I think it's a little PB in the hundred. I think I was like 50 point something, but nothing competitive. Um, and then, yeah, got back here, had a bit of a break and then decided I was going to lock in really hard and try and get on the Commonwealth Games team the year after. And I had a shocker, a shocker of a trials was like so far over in all of my events. But I, I think that comes down to just my mentality at the time I was putting in the work. I thought I was putting in the work, whether I was or not, it's another thing. Definitely not the work I'm doing now, but um, yeah, missed. Um, and then kind of was like, all right, I'm going to refocus. Sure, of course. Like this is this is my opportunity, and again, just mental didn't didn't get it done, didn't get it done, and then yeah, moved to the Goldie and started to improve, and I'm where I am now, which is great. What do you 
in those in those seasons where you came up short of your goals, what do you feel like was the difference for you mentally? You know what? I mean, I, I know it was. I hear it was mental. What what about it? You know what what or what were you able to switch mentally? Just the belief in myself, I think. Um, just really backing myself in wholeheartedly. It was like wasn't just mental. Absolutely, I put in so much more work with Rich, and we're yeah doing some putting in some great work. Everyone's putting in great work at Miami, and yeah, again, none of this would be possible without the support team I've got around me. Like I owe them everything that I've achieved this year. If I, I didn't have them, I wouldn't have anything. That's great to hear. Uh, so heading into this Olympic trials, um, what's the plan for, you know, the first part of your 2024 and, uh, how are you feeling knowing that you've got some good momentum behind you? I'm, I'm so, so excited. I, I can't wait. I've got to try and switch it off while I'm home. I'm just so excited to get back to the Goldie and just start working really, really hard and doing everything in my power to, to hopefully break onto that team. But yeah, we'll probably take it a bit slower for that first week, getting back into it. Um, and then I kind of guess we'll just be foot on the gas. Richard said he doesn't really want us to fall off over this Christmas period. So I'm still in the pool every day. Um, and so we'll, everyone else, they'll all be swimming through. So that first week, nice and probably easy, less sessions, and then we'll be straight back on. I think we've got a camp with the Rackley guys, so Shorty and Tommy and all those kind of guys coming up in February, which will be great. And then we'll do a bit of racing, probably not as much racing as we did last year. Um, yeah, just really big focus on kind of building that base and getting fit and getting tough and getting strong and yeah, just taper off for trials and hopefully it all comes together. Nice. Well, <clears throat> Max, thanks so much again for taking the time to just sit down and reflect and share, share your, uh, life journey with us i really appreciate hearing about your story so far absolutely thank you so much it's so surreal to be on the swim swim podcast i couldn't be happier thank you so much you've been listening to the swim swim podcast stay tuned for new episodes every week you can take swim swim podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.